Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. All the freedom, Mike. Give me all the freedom. Oh, I can take every Friday off. Let's go to Europe next month, even though I just started my business. There's going to be great. so much money rolling in. It's just going to roll in. All these clients are just going to magically find uh, me. Once I tell people I'm doing this, phone be ringing off the hook. Off the hook. Yeah. Wrong. Wah. <laughs> wah, wah. Maybe one in 25,000, maybe, <laughs> but not you. Not Whoever's listening, it's not you. So, yeah. But you know what? As business coaches, the two of us put our minds together, yeah. and we can help people get there. Because it we, is a realistic dream. You just have to take the yeah. right steps to make it. And Thursdays are my favorite day because we have coaching clients in the morning. Yep. We have B&I at noon, and then we tape the podcast at 3. It's my favorite day. And you, we'll get to Christine here in a second on this. Just the joy you talked about earlier. When, when we're, like, working with our client this morning, and we're talking about things that we know a lot of things. We just forget to remember it. <laughs> And know that we're supposed to do that. So I'm not holding anything against them. But you just talk about that one simple thing and they go, this is so good. Thank you. And you're like, oh, I just want to melt. Just, oh, it, feels, yeah. it feels so good. I love yeah. it. Yeah. When we asked our client this morning, because we like to, um, our friend Larice, um, yep. who is a voice and talent coach, mm -hmm. I guess you would call yep. her. Um, she gave us a really good thing that we do now at the end of each of our coaching sessions, which is we ask, what are your top three takeaways from the session? And our client this morning was just glowing. And the things <laughs> that she said were not what I had expected. And I was like, man, I'm just so glad we asked that question because I would, wouldn't have known otherwise. We, we got five. Yeah, we did get five. This was a good one with her. It was, yeah. was really yeah. good. And yep. it was about one of my, our favorite topics. Oh, yes. Procrastination. Yes. So. We nipped that in the bud fast. We did. We, we did. But with some common sense strategies to get out of that hole. So, yeah. Yeah. I was very pleased. But what we're here for today is to, is that my phone? I think that's I your <gasps> dun 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 well, Mike. It's Mike. Oh, Mike is wait, the one that's I got in trouble. For B &I. I, wonder got, if I, get a referral. Uh, I don't make it uh, a one to one. Uh, uh, Give me a referral. I want some business. Go on with your business. I yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? You gonna make fun of me for being on my phone? I'm gonna make fun of you. I don't think the buzzes on my Mr. phone make Manning. as much money as the buzzes on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hunch. <laughs> well, we are here with a very, 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 very very special guest, Miss Christine. Do you go by Christine or Tina? Because I know that you have Tina in your email address. So I go by Christine now, but yeah. yeah. So I grew up, I've always been called Tina, mm -hmm. but it's like this thing where when I started my business, I was, I thought I had to use like my legal name. And so, and I was afraid of the DOI. And so I just launched my business as Christine. And so everyone I've met for the last three years calls me Christine. Wait, oh. you had a DUI? No, DOI, oh. Department of Insurance. Insurance. Mike, so, don't say that. You're from the North. Oh I can't God. understand I, everything. Um, I've never had a DOI. DUI? Yes. I've never had a DUI. Oh, you're looking at me Ever. like you don't know what that is. I always said, well, I, I was going to mix up the letters. Mixing up the letters. The reason I ask you about whether you go mm -hmm. by Tina or not is yeah. because I have I love when people have a nickname that's mm. derivative of their name, mm. but from like the end of their name. 
So mine's like, not really. Because, it's not because it's Christine. No, mine's a huge issue. So, yeah. and, and that's the thing too, is because Google, like, I didn't know this for the longest time, but like Google knew me as Tina and apparently like it identified me as Tina Wallors. So anytime I was emailing someone as Christine and, you know, they've met me as Christine, I emailed them as Christine, I signed the email as Christine, they'd be like, hi, Tina, when they replied. And I'd be like, what the heck? So it took me the longest time to find out that I had to change Google so it says, hi, Christine, and it calls me Christine. But yeah, people ask me all the time. And I just feel like if I go back to Tina, it would just be way too confusing. Yeah. I don't know. So well, I'm really a Tina. At were hot. you? Did you go through high school as Tina? <laughs> well, maybe, only the people that have met me in the last I, three years I, call me Christine. My goal is to get to the Tina friendship phase. <laughs> like at some point, I want it to be like, but, oh, I'm having coffee with Tina today because well, I feel like that's when I'll know I've made it. So I actually think about that, and I feel like I kind of feel a little bit like a fraud because I have made some really good friends since like quitting my job and being in the real world now. And like, I have, I I really truly have some good friends and they call me Christine because they know me as Christine and met me as Christine. And so I, I worry like, should I, I have this dialogue in my head. Like, should I tell them to call me Tina? What would they think if I told them to call me Tina? And I just have to get used to them calling me Christine. So it's, it's a struggle. I've I've got a friend from a previous life has a long first name like yours, Mm -hmm. but I knew her as the shortened name. Mm-hmm. Not the end of it, but the natural mm-hmm. short name of it, long before she started working for this company. Mm-hmm. And so when I ran across her one day in the company and they're gay, they said, hey, so-and-so using her full name, I'm like, who's that? Right. Well, <laughs> I had a brief moment in time where I was like, okay, Trinity. Almost everyone calls me Trin, mm-hmm. which is just the natural. So I was like, screw that. I want everyone to call me Itty. Oh like, my <laughs> oh my God. Because no, I you thought, don't. Like, like, itty, like, bitty, like, like, no, you don't. Like, Itty, that like, is, Trinity, Itty. No. So I was like, if people can go by Tina, why can't I go by no, Itty? That's you, wrong. You're no part of that. I. Thought it was a good idea for a hot second. No. It did not stick. <laughs> Nobody called me that. No, and I would not but want to call my, you that. But in at my all. mind, they should I always have wanted just to a show name. You <laughs> <laughs> but it would have catched on like wildfire. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would have never been able to unidiotize myself. No, oh. you'd had to move like Christine did. Trinity, that's a really not good nickname. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm but so glad that didn't yeah. stick. No, but do people call you T? People call me T. Yeah, people call me, me Trin. People yeah. call me Trifactor. <laughs> I have um, all sorts of nicknames. Yeah, Queenie. Yeah, the badger, so, honey badger. Okay. I opened up a can of a lot. Yes. Yes. Mike. But no, but let's yeah, get but on to life. But you okay. know, yes. when people have made it in your inner circle, mm-hmm. when they know your nicknames and yeah. respond to that. Tina. Tina. So, anyways, okay. Tina. No, no, no. You're gonna confuse the whole world. Okay, whole world. Christine. Yes. Okay. Wallars. Wallars. Who owns Wallars Insurance? You are a life Wall insurance orders. agent. Life, yep. And um, you have a, ooh, I didn't know you had three kids. I didn't know I had an ooh even in my life. Yeah. I didn't know you had three kids. Yeah, but they're not really kids. How old are they? Um, so my oldest is 21, and he's going into the Navy. 
Cool. Three months. Wow, congratulations, congratulations. Thank and you. thank you. And yeah, he signed up without me knowing while I was up in Boston moving my dad to North Carolina. But anyways, so he is 21, and then I have an 18-year-old who is just about to be 19 in like two weeks, and then I have a 15-year-old. Boy There's girl. no way you're old enough boy, to have these children. I know. I started having them when I was very, very, very young. Like four? <laughs> I usually say like 12. You have yeah. a 15-year-old daughter? Yeah. Oh, how's that relationship? Today, I was grateful for her. <laughs> <laughs> she was cool today. She hung out in. Uh, she hung out on my bed while I was working, and um, that's like you know that someone's yes. taking a picture right Don't now. Don't look uh-huh. at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, she's cool. She's not as she's not as cool as I want her to be. Like she doesn't like the same things I like. So she's that cool could... in her own world, but you know. Jeez. That could change. I hope so because it I probably always wanted will. A girl. Because when I was a teenager, I mm-hmm. remember thinking my mom wasn't that cool. Mm, yeah. And now oh, yeah. I'm not I cool. talked to my mom as much as possible. Yeah. And yeah. Cool she's so there's one of my hope. best friends. There's yes. hope. There's oh, absolutely. Hope. I totally I was wanted a to be terrible my best teenager. Like oh. I really hope if I have a child one day that I don't get one like oh. me. She's not like that. She's a homebody. No, I I love her like crazy. And I think it's just that like I want it too much. You know, like, oh, I want you to do this with me. And, oh, let's do that. Let's do our hair. Let's do our nails. And she's like, oh, my God. You know, please, Mom, give me my space. So that's all right. That's all right. I got my girl. I'll take what I can get when she'll yes. give it to me. I'm happy with that. Well, and that that will change as she gets older and finally realizes how important it is to have a mom that you can be friends with. Yay. I'll tell her you said so. Mm-hmm. Tough segue going okay. from mother-daughter to mm-hmm. real life, life insurance, everything. Mm-hmm. So, cause you, and your daughter will come around, so I agree with that. Business owners, mm-hmm. rarely is it talked about mm-hmm. the value of life insurance when it comes to a small business owner. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I don't know that hardly, that hardly ever comes up, Trinity. Because there's no HR department them. telling you to get life insurance. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But what it can do for you, priceless. Well, mm-hmm. and I think about all the people who are 1099s, mm-hmm. independent contractors, yep. small all business y'all. owners, all of these people that do not have coverage through work. And right. you might have coverage that's great through one job, and you might leave that job and have not so great coverage, and now you're no longer insurable. Oh, dear Lord. So you Did touched I just on a, open a can well, of worms? Can I talk? Can I like yes. address oh, yeah. this? Oh, yeah. So Peel back that it, it drives, it, 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 it keeps me up at night that I network, right? I network a lot and I'm surrounded by people who I know a majority of them probably don't have good life insurance oh, yeah. or have life insurance. And it kills me because I don't want to be that person that is, you know, pouncing on everyone like let me write your life insurance hey who's your life insurance agent like I'm not there to like sell myself right I'm there to help nurture relationships right I, like when I'm at my networking group you know I'm I feel like mother hen you know and I'm just I'm introducing people and I'm welcoming new people and I'm trying to put people together I'm not thinking about my business at all when I'm there and but then when I stop and think about all my people and like I worry about them the, the real estate agents right like everybody mm-hmm. like you said all the 1099ers um it, it, it really does keep me up at night because I want to literally call everyone I've ever networked with and be like, listen, just tell me, like, do you need life insurance? Because I'll help you. Like, let me help you because you need it. Right. But I don't do that. Right. I just I'm there if they need me, if they want me. Um, but 
you mentioned but how pe- terrible would you feel about those people oh, now you, you didn't, didn't call? Terrible. You, oh my God. No, yeah, I'm just going to tell everyone yeah. I've ever met networking now to expect a phone call from me in the next two weeks because See? Trinity just made me feel guilty. But you yes. can feel but, bad but for them. But that is them. where you take yeah. you take something that it's not, it's no longer a sales call. Mm-hmm. It's a, this is something that's really, really yeah. important. And it, it's just a question. And people don't yeah. have to buy it. True. But and they don't have to buy it for me. But what? a lot of times... It's just that they don't know or they know and they just haven't acted on it. Well, true. There's a lot of reasons people don't do it. But you mentioned about how people, you know, have work insurance, right? Mm -hmm. They might not have great work insurance. Okay, so I can't let that go by without addressing it. So it's great to have work insurance, but that's just a bonus. Like, it's, it's good if you have life insurance at work, but you still have to own your own life insurance, right? More people today than ever before have life insurance. Yay. Problem is, most of it is through work. Boo. Okay, because when we leave a job, lose a job, job disappears, we get too sick to work, we head into retirement, that work insurance is gone. gone. And most work insurance is not sufficient, you know, money-wise. Like, if you really did die, one or two times your salary is not going to protect your family's lifestyle for the next 10 years while your kids grow up. Like, your family is still screwed. They're not as screwed, but they're still screwed. So people that just have life insurance through work, they need to realize they need their own life insurance. If they have life insurance through their spouse's job, right, they really need life insurance. And then just if they're on their own, they're an entrepreneur. Like Mike said, a lot of people don't think about, you know, they need their own life insurance. And I didn't really notice or realize that till probably the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that you and it all started. I had a conversation with somebody, and well, let's just use trying to use you and Scott. If something happens to you tomorrow, he's not going to become a realtor. There's no business for him to take. No. He could, but there's really no business to sell. He would hate it, right? He would hate it. <laughs> there's really no business to Go sell, nope. right? So all of a sudden, yeah. he's out your income. True, yeah, true. But luckily, yeah. I'm very um, you are yes. well protected, and right. he. He'd probably be better off if I... Well, <laughs> You're in, worth more dead than alive, yeah. right? Yes. To well, coin and, a phrase. And uh, Tina and I were talking about oh, this the other day on the phone. Christine. The spouse, you may... The spouse, A, might not want the business. Right. And B, your partner may not want your spouse as his or her new partner. Right. Absolutely. I'm sure those have gone sideways yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, so that, that's really important. And I actually... Um, I taught a little class on this to... Um, a business class at Wake Tech as like a guest speaker about, you know, what does life insurance look like when you're a business owner? And it's really important to understand if you're in a partnership with someone, right? Um, first of all, the lawyers hopefully will love me for saying this. You should have a buy-sell agreement mm-hmm. if you have partners, right? And a great way to fund a buy-sell agreement is through life insurance because it's affordable, okay? So if you two had like a physical business, like a brick and mortar even, right? Something that needed to keep going if one of you were to die, right? If you don't have a buy-sell agreement, you die and it passes on to Scott. And Scott's like, yeah, maybe it's a construction company. Well, I don't know, whatever, you know? Right. And he knows nothing about the business and doesn't want it. So what happens? Well, he can make Mike's life hell trying to be in the business. So what does Mike want to do? Mike wants to buy the business yep. from Scott. But how does... How does Mike come up with the money? Take out a loan, put the put his part of the business up for collateral, collateral, whatever. So if Mike and Scott had had life insurance policies on each other when Scott, God forbid, or let's call him Bob, when right. Bob dies, 
he get Mike gets the life insurance payout, and now Mike can, can pay, pay you and buy right and the buy business. it out. Yeah, yep. it's so important. What kind of brick and mortar business would we own? What do you think? Had to deal with alcohol, probably. How about pottery? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, you yeah. think you hated pottery and alcohol? It's okay. like ghosts. Right. Yeah. We would have, have to be some size. I don't think, I, don't think I would be very good around a kiln after drinking. No, no. <laughs> and but what's it, the part that spins it around, it would right? Oh, the potter's wheel. Yeah. And um, stuff like that. Knowing you, it's like, all right, it's game night here. You got the escape room. You got all that yeah. stuff like that. Oh, for yeah. I would love to run to an mm-hmm. escape exactly. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be super fun. Oh, yeah. And the only way you get to drink is if you get out in time. Oh, geez. If, yeah. if you miss a deadline, sorry, yep, drinks bye. are triple the price. <laughs> Dang. That is not well, an escape room ooh, I want to go to. I think we're on to something. So, right. anyways, anyways. But you're right, though. There's so yeah. many things that you can cover yourself for mm-hmm. for not a lot of money mm-hmm. starting out, right? Yeah. And it really is something that people going into business have to think about. So if they're going into business on their own and if they were to die and the business would just end, they have to think about how would their family continue yeah. on, right? Because there's no more business. If you're gone and your business gone, which many of us have that type of business, then you really have to think about the life insurance and the income protection and maintaining your family's lifestyle. And then if you have partners, you want to make sure that you have, you know, buy-sell agreements, fund it, in my opinion, fund it with life insurance so that you can continue, so that whoever's surviving of the partners can continue that business, Right, because you figure yeah. they both worked so hard for mm-hmm. it, they don't want to lose it, and they don't want it to pass on to a spouse that says, "Forget it, sell it." Because yeah. that's the other thing. If it passes on, right, that other person could say, "Sell it," to like, so anyone, put it up for sale. Don't care, yeah. they, right? Well, imagine if it passes on to their kids. You, you had mentioned right, that too. yeah. Like, so now yeah. you've got three kids that are, you know, that inherit this business, and now or what are they worse, supposed to do? You got a nineteen-year-old male knucklehead. <laughs> I have one of those in my house. a $7 million, <laughs> half of a $7 yeah. million dollar construction company. Yeah. Yeah. And he's surely going to probably screw that yeah. up. <laughs> so, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's really a lot to think about as a business owner to make sure you're protecting your family, protecting your partner if you have one. And you do disability insurance too, right? I do not do disability oh, you do insurance. Not? No, okay. I don't. Um, so I do life insurance and I, so disability, I can have that as a rider on a policy, but I don't mm-hmm. sell straight, straight disability, disability policies. Okay. Um, but what I do specialize in is plans with living benefits. So um, for, without getting into too much technical detail, um, the the policies I specialize in include living benefits, which means they cover chronic, critical, and terminal illnesses or injury. So if, God forbid, you had a heart attack and hopefully live, right, and nowadays you probably would, um, depending on how severe that heart attack, I said heart attack, not heart attack. Yeah. I caught myself. Not depending bad. on how severe the heart attack is, the insurance company will offer you some of your death benefit. No strings attached. Okay, it's not a loan. There's no interest. You don't pay it back. This isn't about taking a loan from your life insurance. These are called um, an acceleration of the death benefit. So you have a heart attack. The insurance company will offer you some of the death benefit. Sure, it lowers the death benefit some. That's fine. You still have some death benefit. Yep. Um, you ex- they offer you an acceleration. You accept it. You take that money. It's unrestricted funds. It's received tax-free because it's part of a death benefit. You put it in the bank. Now you can pay your mortgage, pay your business expenses, hire somebody if you need to to help out at the business while you're laid up, right? Hire Uber Eats, DoorDash, babysitters, somebody to mow the lawn, use the money for whatever you need. So I help with that. And that is 
really, really important to me to make sure that I get people life insurance policies that include living benefits. Do you get many business owners that come to you to set up stuff like this? No. No. Really, no. That's because business owners don't. They're too busy thinking about other things. Yeah, they're trying to. make their books right yeah they're trying to work they're trying to run their businesses and like you said in the very beginning mike like it's not something that entrepreneurs especially right or business owners think about um, when they're setting up their business and it really should just be something right off the bat there are people out there you know that help with budgeting right Mm -hmm. so you listen to some big radio head who talks about budgeting and most of them will tell you it's like your mortgage it's food on your table it's your insurance keeping the lights on like things go in that order like but that's not even part of your budget those are just like yep you have to do those things you, you don't insurance really shouldn't be part of your budget it should be before you budget the rest of your money because you shouldn't it, it shouldn't be something you could consider canceling and so many people do mm-hmm. I just had somebody this week tell me that oh I used to have life insurance but I I, I canceled it because I, I needed to free up money in my budget Oh my God, she wasn't my client. But I was like dying, dying. I hear that on a regular basis. That money was going to make that much of a difference in her business? So either she had the wrong plan or she just doesn't have a good budget or she's overinsured, right? I would die if one of my, I just hope if any of my clients are listening, if you ever think you need to cancel your life insurance because things are so bad, please reach out to me because we will just get you a different policy that you can afford because you should only have the life insurance you can afford. That's what it comes down to. That's why my tagline, it's, it's your needs, it's your budget, it's your peace of mind. Like a lot of people would tell me when I started my business, so I don't have coaches, you might say it like, oh, you shouldn't talk about budget and, you know, when you're talking about your business. No, for me, oh, it's, it's all about so budget. important. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I have off, what do they call that? Like off price life insurance. Like, I'm not saying it's any lesser than, right? I'm telling, I'm hoping, what I'm trying to convey to people is that I care about their budget. Like I want to yeah. make sure, I want to make sure no matter what they get life insurance. And so if you can only afford $50 a month in life insurance, then that's what you're going to get. Whatever that buys you, I'll find you the right company that will get you the best coverage for that amount. I am not going to go in there and tell you, well, it's $150 a month. What do you mean you won't pay that? Is your, isn't your wife worth it? Uh, that is not my approach. Right. Nope. Because no, those you- people will cancel their life insurance. But yeah, you gotta absolutely. Put, you got to put the plan together for them. It's yeah, all those about idiots them. telling budgeted. Yeah, damn right. Budget plays into most people's lives. You have to know in you everything. can afford something. Yeah, whether you can. Yeah. Oh man, kills me. When <laughs> That's I like yeah. when I used to sell cars, and the manager would say their sales process was get their credit score as soon as you can and find out how much car they can buy, oh, and then push them <laughs> towards that. And I, we did not get along. Yeah, because my thing was, yeah, Mm. was, well, what's your budget? Like, I don't care how much car you qualify for. Mm -hmm. I want to sell you the car that isn't going to make you not be able to put groceries on the table. Doesn't that hold true, too, when you're buying a house? Oh, absolutely. I remember that when I would, like, I've, I've bought two houses in my lifetime. Yeah. And there's a big thing about, on paper, what does the bank say you can afford? Like, hey, go take out all this money from us. And then in reality, when you're like hopefully looking at your you budget. Actually, yeah. What you actually yeah. can afford. Yeah. Right. And I was just having a conversation with a client the other day about, you know, like 30-year mortgages versus 15-year mortgages. And where do you put that money? And I would rather a client 
you know, do a 30 year mortgage, take the extra money and buy a life insurance with it mm -hmm. because oh, it's a yeah. better investment yeah. over the long haul than that 15 year policy. So, yeah. Yeah. Budget is important. It budget will always be important, very important to me. It will be. Yeah. Just you, when is. you and I talked the other day, I put you through a grueling 60 minutes interview just to make sure you qualify for a yeah, right. quality podcast. I'm like, Christine, don't worry about nothing. See you at three. Right. Uh, you, here's another thing most people don't talk about are what? living benefits. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. So the living benefits I mentioned a little bit when we talked about disability. So that's something that a lot of people do not know about. It was a big secret in the life insurance industry for decades. Okay. Living benefits are built into the policies that I specialize in and they're critical coverage, chronic coverage, and terminal coverage. Now, almost every life insurance policy has terminal coverage. So if you are diagnosed with a terminal illness, you're going to die within either 6, 12, 18, 24 months, whatever the insurance company has as a guideline, they'll allow you access to your death benefit early, mm -hmm. right? So you can do whatever you need to do with it. Well, critical and chronic, a lot of people can buy critical care separately. They can buy it through their employer. Uh, but these are built in. So what that means is, like the example I gave earlier was a heart attack. But let's say you had a heart attack. Or no, let me start over. Think about this, right? If you're listening or for the two of you, like who you probably know someone who's either had a heart attack, had a stroke, has had an invasive cancer diagnosis, mm -hmm. but it also covers ALS, blindness due to diabetes, um, paralysis, um, renal failure, right? If your kidneys fail and you're on dialysis. There's so many, there, there's a whole variety of illnesses that are covered, okay? If you get injured and you end up, you know, seriously hurt, okay? And you can't, you know, maybe you end up in a wheelchair, all right? But, or you just need, you need help transitioning out of bed. You need tr help transitioning into a chair. Maybe you need help with, maybe you've received a head injury. God forbid, right? You were riding on your bike like you normally do when you got hit by a car and you end up with a, a head injury, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and you need help with your daily living activities like bathing, eating, transitioning, toileting, medication. If you can't do two or more of those after 90 days, the benefit kicks in as well. So there's all these horrible scenarios, but they're real things. They can really happen to people. And regular life insurance only pays you if, you're di if you die. Living benefits pay you if you live. So if you experience some of those that I, you know, kind of portrayed there, I contact the insurance company within just about a, a few days, a week's time. They reevaluate your mortality and figure out how much money do you need now to get better and survive and pay your bills. It's, it's huge. It's huge to me. I, I, you know, people try to recruit me all the time to other insurance companies, like, you know, just like a big name and, you know, and sort of like be captive to that company. Right. Like, right. you know, right. So yeah. I, I don't so want to like name Northwestern names, Mutual exactly. Right. Yeah. You sell your products. Yep. Like I don't want to do that because I don't want to go to these brokerage firms or these insurance companies that don't include living benefits because I, I feel so strongly about it. And my kids, when my kids turn 18, they got, um, term life insurance policies with living benefits in case, God forbid, something happened to them. They'd probably come back home in their earlier years. I'd take care of them. That would afford me time off from work. It would afford them the time for recovery. And then it also gives them a good foundation when they go off in life. Mm -hmm. My uh, my younger daughter has a, um, a whole life participating plan. Um, that can be a whole nother conversation, but hers also includes living benefits. And my husband and I, I added plans that have living benefits. It's, I really believe in it. When, at what age should you insure your children? 14 days. All right. 
14 days. Mm-hmm. I can write life insurance policies at age at, at age 14 days, and I f- strongly, strongly believe in that. I actually just did a video on that on Tuesday on life insurance for children. You can find it on a local business networking group, and you can find it on my business page. But, yeah, kids should be insured. And um, it's not because you want to profit on the death of your child, which is what one of those radio heads I mentioned earlier said once, and I heard that many, many years ago, and it caused me to cancel all three of my life insurance policies on my kids. Because I thought, oh, my God, I got life insurance for that reason, which isn't why I got life insurance, but I just knew I was supposed to have life insurance on my kids. So I did, and then I heard this person who I really, like, trusted what they what they taught, and I immediately canceled all their policies, took the cash value, and I just put it in their savings accounts. And then, thank God, years later, I figured out that was wrong, and I put life insurance back on my kids. And uh, it's important because, God forbid, you... You have to bury a child. Mm -hmm. It costs a lot of money. Yeah, it costs the money for the actual funeral, but it's also the money and the time that you take to recover from something. I couldn't imagine losing Mm. a child. And the likelihood that you probably wouldn't be able to go back to work right away, and you're going to need time to, like, heal from that. That's true, true. Um, but most, I will say, most insurance policies that people put on their kids is truly to cover that funeral cost and final expense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I can tell you that I actually know someone that had to, to, that his child passed away and he did not have life insurance on that child, but they did have life insurance on their previous children. They just hadn't gotten around to it. And it cost $15,000 for the final expenses, the medical, the child died unexpectedly. So imagine, yeah, you're calling ambulances. You're trying to save this child. And um, they didn't have $15,000 to, to bury their child. They had to, like, thank God. That no one in their immediate family could either, but a distant family member was able to step forward and give them $15,000. Wow. Isn't that horrible? I mean, so yes, have life insurance on your children because it's financial. Devast- it can be financial devastation on your family. And you should be focusing on love and grief. Mm. Mm-hmm. The other thing I learned about insuring your kids, and I think Trinity brought this up earlier, mm-hmm. it makes them insurable. And I yes. didn't know that till Oliver was born. Yes. And just what that meant. So that's one of my favorite terms to say when I'm talking about life insurance is by putting life insurance on your children when they're at their youngest and their healthiest, you are insuring mm-hmm. their insurability yes. for the future. Yes. And that is, that's... That's like the heart behind it, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want to put life insurance on my kids now when they're their youngest and their healthiest. So it's super dirt cheap. And if anything happens as far as childhood illnesses, you just don't know what could happen, right? How we could grow up. Sometimes we don't even discover things until kids are like three or four or five or six, you know, or it's just something could happen. My brother, my own brother was hit by a car. Um, He did not die, but he was hit by a car when he was two. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, things happen, right? And um, so what you want to do is put the insurance in place when they're younger so that they have it still when they're older. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, there's a a great thing where um, many of the children's policies that you put in place, they're fantastic. They're only a few dollars a month. And when the child reaches like between 18 and 21, the insurance companies send out about five or six different notices over the years, the next you know, say 10 years, and they give you the opportunity to buy more life insurance without proving your insurability. insurability. Which is huge. Yes, and people don't realize which that. Which is huge. Yes. My own yeah. daughter's policy, my daughter has a great policy, and it's a $50,000 policy, and when she turns 18, the death benefit doubles without increasing the premium. Woo! 
Woo! I love that. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That, oh, as soon as that policy came out, I was like, oops, switching up your life insurance. And <laughs> she was the only one young enough to get into it because that cuts off at 14. But yeah, could you imagine? So she'll have $100,000 in um, whole life coverage at the age of 18 that she can keep forever. You're such a good mom. For $20 a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and from personal experience, I bought my first life insurance policy mm-hmm. and disability insurance mm-hmm. and everything when I was 23. Mm-hmm. Good. That's when I moved down here and was working at um, an insurance company. And by age 26, I found out I had skin cancer. Oh, wow. And I was no longer insurable Mm -hmm. for six years because you have to be cancer free for five years before anyone will even look at you for health insurance or life insurance. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful that I had put my plans in place at such a young age. When you were at your youngest and your healthiest. Because if somebody would have told me that at 23 that I was going to have skin cancer Mm -hmm. at 26, I would have thought they were crazy but I did live the first part of my life in a tanning bed so kind of yeah that's an anti-plug well, that's what they yes. do in no Michigan tanning in beds the, in the winter time they oh. go to the tan bed, tanning beds so there's a tanning bed on every single corner my best guy friend had a tanning bed in their basement so I would actually tan twice I would go <gasps> oh my while God. he was at football practice and before volleyball practice I would go tan at his house and then I would go after volleyball practice with my girlfriend oh, I bad. was always too afraid to ever use a tanning bed although I did grow up on the beach and I've looked like a lobster for most of my life because it was really cool to burn and then peel off your bathing suit strap and see how white you were underneath. But my mother worked for a dermatologist for like 30 years. And so it was like ingrained. So even we didn't learn back then quite yet, like about the sunblock on the beach and you can still tan. So, you know, I still was using like eight, four at the beach and still allowed myself to burn a few times. But I was too afraid because I could see, you know, what would happen with skin cancer. So no tanning beds for this pale girl. That's why you don't have any wrinkles. Oh, thank you. So it's not mm-hmm. because of my skincare routine, which is like well, part of <laughs> I can do another plug. Your skin, <laughs> part of that is your skincare routine is yeah. staying out of the sun yeah, and true. not letting yourself get burnt. And, I wear baseball caps a lot. Um, there's a lot of people my age that I meet mm-hmm. that I am shocked because I think that they're ten years older than I mm. am, and it yeah. is a lot of it is just excessive yeah. sun exposure. Yeah. But I True. digress. Yep. We did digress. Yeah, for, that's all right. For Sometimes my we get kind. Off. All right. For your kind, yeah. as in like the male persuasion, or well, what just kind? anybody carrying a pacemaker in them. Oh yeah, I see. I wasn't going to bring that up, but I knew about that. Oh, you we, had, up we had talked. Uh, yes. Best 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 seventeen thousand I ever spent. Yeah. Uh, but my conversations. Living benefits changed. could have helped you pay that. Anyways. Yeah. My conversations changed quickly mm-hmm. when I tell people they're like, "Oh, here's how it was explained to me." Because I'm telling them, this isn't quite keeping me alive because I could live without it, but it would keep me alive while I'm driving my car next to you on 540. That's what's keeping everybody alive, right? It is explained to me they're insuring, what if it stops? What if the pacemaker after six years and you've used, you know, 100% and it stops? That's why they do. It's what explained to me why there's an issue insuring me. Well, you can get insurance if you have a pacemaker. Oh, I can get um, anything I want at triple well, or quadruple the price. Not necessarily, but yes, you can get life insurance. There are plenty of companies out there that wouldn't cover you, but one thing I think that's neat is when you do have a pacemaker and you have to go in for surgery to have the battery replaced, mm-hmm. the insurance company doesn't care. Like, it's okay. 
Like, like if you, like, say you had the pacemaker in 10 years ago, but two years ago you had surgery, yep. it's not considered heart surgery, which is really mm. cool. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, they do give, one thing about insurance companies, like, you know, they do get a bad rap, but like, there's a lot of times where they're really not out to screw you. You know, like when I talk about the living benefits, if they make a payout to you for living benefits and your death benefit drops down, they actually lower your monthly payment to equal the new death benefit. Like, you know, and I say to people, like, they're not out to get you. Um, so I think, like, that's an example with a pacemaker. Like, most insurance companies won't ding you if a couple years ago you had a battery replaced. They don't, you know, it's okay, Mike. There's ways. Well, I'm looking for them. <laughs> and my family refused refuses to let me call it major surgery. They call it a procedure, mm -hmm. which is what people call everything that doesn't happen to them. <laughs> mm. Okay. That's what a procedure yeah. is. I think anything to do with my heart, I would that's, consider major. That's kind of what anytime I thought. And I you're under, anytime they put you under, I consider that a major surgery oh, yeah. because anything well, can go wrong. Oh, yeah. Mm. But we'll talk later about the pacemakers, but yes. it did change everything. I've so. already looked into it for you. Um, thank you. So <laughs> let's go back to the spouse of the small business. Okay. Owner. If you are talking to them right now, mm -hmm. what are you telling them? To, to, they're the spouse of the business owner. Well, when I talk to anyone, whether they're a spouse of a business owner or not, but we'll talk about spouses of business talk owners. To spouse, tell them what I want to make sure they have a will, right? I want to make sure that, um, you know, that they've got an estate plan for their family if they have children. And all of these things need to include what's going to happen to the business if the other spouse, who is the person in the business, dies. And I also... I can't tell you how many times, Mike, I do sit down with small business owners. I actually had a couple of these conversations on the phone this week. What happens if you die to the business? Mm -hmm. And most of them, Mike, tell me, I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I literally had that conversation with someone. Big business, very successful company, has been in business for years, but couldn't answer that question. And luckily, it caused them a lot of concern and stress like they Good. so they immediately like I was like we're on the phone right now and I'm telling you right now while we're on the phone start typing the email to your lawyer you know like because you need to start talking to your lawyer you need to talk to your spouse you need to talk to the grown kids you got to get a plan in place so and imagine that annual number they'd have to cover if their company's been around a while and successful yeah, payroll oh, and, and, and warehouses it, well and, rent. and just the the uh the revenue or the income for the spouse. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, probably not that goes a, away too. That might have a couple more zeros in it. And so it's even more that this, you're like, oh, I know you're, you know, you're used to living off 250000 mm -hmm. but I got a $50,000 policy. I, I love you. That, yeah. And so many people do that. Like when you start a business, you really need to think long term. Right, because we yes. want to we want to assume we're going to be successful. But if we're going to be successful, and there's going to be a partner, or uh, and what I mean is a life partner, like or a spouse, then you've got to have these decisions in the beginning. I don't care if you're 23 years old and you're getting married. If he owns a home inspection business, you need to have a plan in place that if he dies, what happens to the business? And if I want to keep that business going, or he gets a partner, we need life insurance that's going to allow that business to continue, or for me, for that business partner to pay me to buy my half of the business back and then that gives the spouse the life insurance they need right so yeah. if my half of the business is a million dollars and the other partner has a 
million dollar policy on my husband. When my husband dies, the business partner gets the million dollars and then they pay me the million dollars to get the business. Right. So now I have my million dollars in life insurance that I needed for my husband and his business partner has the business. The business. Mm -hmm. And everybody, well, we're not happy. happy, Well, because someone died. But at least we can move forward and things would be the way they should be. Less stressful. Yeah. During a very hard time. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Well, this is a conversation near and dear to my heart. Um, I can't believe that you teared up. It oh, made shut me up. almost. It made me almost. Now tear she's going to tear up about tearing oh, up. No, it, I'm no, so, I cry so easily. So oh. do I. I'm a crier, oh. and I think that it just you are so genuine and mm. you truly care, and that is what is so vitally important yeah. in mm. finding a really good advisor. So I just. Well, thanks. I'm giving you a hug right thanks. now. Thanks. A virtual the COVID hug. A COVID thanks for hug. telling everybody I tear up. But, we, you know, when you're well, talking I about... Mean, I'm, I'm a yeah. sympathy crier, yeah, so, so I couldn't I. even look at you. I, I just... Like, I get very emotional when I talk about life insurance and... We're and good. some, yeah, good thing it's been virtual lately because sometimes I'm crying because I'm upset for the wife who doesn't know the husband won't get the life insurance that he can really afford. Right. Because, you know, he doesn't yeah. think he needs it. I'm not going to die. <sighs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. So for all you 40-year-old smoking males out there, please yeah. talk to me before you're 50, like mm-hmm. as soon as possible, and stop smoking. But That's another podcast about mm-hmm. the smoking. Just get keep smoking, just get life insurance. I'll get you great rates yeah. no matter what. But, there you go. You know. <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure, mm-hmm. as always. We love chatting with you. I'm sure that we'll have you back on at some time in the future. If anybody wants to get a hold of you... What is yes. your best contact information? So they, anyone can reach out to me. And this means they can, I just want to say this really quick. They can contact me, not because they just want to buy a policy, but if they have questions, need to understand what they have in place or what their parents have in place, don't hesitate to call me. It doesn't cost anything to talk to me. I will help you. You can reach me at walorstina at gmail.com. It's W-A-L-O-R-Z-T-I-N-A at gmail.com or walorsinsurance.com. Or you can find my Facebook page. Perfect. And if you want to find us, the business coaches, the Mike Manning with the whistle and the shorts and the tank top. When your face ends up on the side of a bus, I will wear coaches shorts. I am making, I am making this happen. I want to see those little legs with... Well, and I used all to have good glory. legs, too. All oh, their used glory. to have an ass, too. I don't have that oh, anymore. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Creepers. But, yes, if you want to find us, <laughs> you can sad. find us on all of the places that you would normally find people. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're even on Twitter. We don't tweet, but we're there. I do a couple times a week for the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Mike, Mike tweets. Yeah. Um, you know what they you know what they call a tweet in the past? Oh, no. God. A twat. Hmm. <laughs> Was that oh. just too bad? It helps it out. Yeah. Well, no, this helps because I edit the podcast. You <laughs> just gets edited out? Okay, I, good. If I, so choose, yes. I wish I had said how nice and neat you said it, though. I should have just said, you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and other yeah. social media platforms. But yeah. yes. I didn't. Was Instead, that I spelled was that, my last was that name. Was too bad for, for mm-hmm. air? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a bad joke, though. It was a bad joke, but hey, what is what's life without a bad joke now and then? <gasps> and um, please like us, subscribe, share, share, share away. 
Um, we are super excited. We're starting to get fan mail. Ooh. So for those of you that are reaching out to is. us and <laughs> yes, and sending us emails and reaching out, I'm just having a blast getting to know a bunch of our listeners. And it's super awesome. Fun. And thank you, Christine. And we'll see everybody next time on our Wired to Change podcast.